0: NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now.
1: Hi, thanks for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. I'm your host, Bethany Moore. I'm the communications project manager at the National Cannabis Industry Association. I'm happy to introduce my guest today, Steve Goldner. He's been a member of NCIA for years and he's with a few companies. One is Pure Green, which provides cannabinoid science for planetary health and well being. They create pharmaceutical grade solutions for everyday ailments and chronic conditions. And he served as FDA advisor to the NIH, advising medical device and drug d- developers and grant awardees. Very nice to have you on the show today, Steve.
2: Oh, thanks so much, Bethany. Really appreciate the opportunity to talk to our members.
1: Absolutely. So for our members, let's get to know you a little bit better. Uh, Let's talk about your background and what kind of experiences you had in the past before getting involved in the cannabis industry.
2: Oh, absolutely, Bethany. I've had a little bit of a storied career of changing things around, but I started as a forensic toxicologist at the New York Medical Examiners. And after working on eighteen thousand autopsies, I really needed to get out. And <laughs> I was, <laughs> as anyone can imagine,
1: wow! I, yeah.
2: uh, I, I was able to make two inventions that really helped, and I think he- has helped around the world. One, I developed all the laboratory chemistry methods to detect LSD, marijuana, cocaine, and etc. And that became the industry called urine screening. And those methods are still the basis for all the methods used in the cannabis testing labs today. So those were my first publications back at the early 1970s. And then after that, I formulated a drug called methadone. And the oral liquid form of methadone has been used worldwide, gotten about 20 million people off of heroin so that's positively impacted a couple hundred million people. And then I turned 24 years old. Wow. So I I ran those companies for a few years, sold them off to a large pharmaceutical company. They were nice enough to pay for me to go to law school in Connecticut. And I became their FDA attorney, uh, getting drugs and devices approved. Um, so for the last 40 odd years or so, I've been able to work getting more than 250 medical devices cleared and a dozen new drugs and a couple dozen generic drugs approved through FDA and in countries around the world. Um, And that was before I came to the cannabis field. Um, But it gave me a background in regulatory science and in understanding that substances such as thc and cbd could really be used as medicines
1: absolutely true absolutely wow yeah that that's a hell of a background stephen for sure and and i really enjoy hearing about it um so that begs the question you you have invented ways to test for marijuana but now you are in the cannabis industry uh so clearly there's some support for CBD and THC in your world. So how did that happen? And and why are you literally in the cannabis industry providing medicine for people
2: now? Well, that's a great question. It really started about, oh, more than 40 years ago. I had a friend who'd gone to Vietnam and he'd come back John had, he was a hero to his Marine platoon having saved them in an ambush, but he suffered terribly from PTSD after that. And when I met him, he was around 27, couldn't hold a job, had lost his wonderful girlfriend from his anxiety. His life was a wreck. Nothing worked for him that the VA gave him for pills he drank a lot. And I... I went by his house, usually third shift to care for him after working all day and then going to law school at night. And I noticed when he'd gotten marijuana and smoked it, that he was calm. But if he drank or he had alcohol or or pills, then he was a wreck. Mm. And so I realized that cannabis really was a medication to help him. And he was self-medicating with it we stayed friends for about 40 years or so. He passed about six, seven years ago, sadly from cirrhosis of the liver from drinking. And before he passed, he made me vow that I would cure, find a way to cure PTSD for him and his other military colleagues. Well, Five years ago I was at a meeting with FDA and NIH and Department of Defense, and I said that it was time for us to do something that this is health care policy across America. And those organizations suggested I set up a testing laboratory, and I did that for reference testing lab. So I created the reference testing lab for cannabis for the US. And then here in Michigan, when they legalized cannabis on an sort of industrial level for medical use. I was able to get a processing license. I had to close my testing lab, but we got the first processing license here in Michigan. And that's essentially what a drug company is. And from there, I've just invented one drug after another, one formulation of cannabis after another to help people. And It just keeps rolling along. It's just a wonderful way to help people here.
1: Totally agree. Congrats on on getting that license. And Michigan is such an exciting state right now. I I think most people that live in other parts of the country don't realize how big of a state Michigan is. And when uh, Michigan legalized adult use cannabis, it's a game changer. It's 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 almost as big as California.
2: <laughs> yes, it is. This is it's been remarkable. There were four hundred thousand people with medical marijuana cards. So as we started up and began running clinical trials, we've now run nine clinical trials right here in Michigan. It was very easy to enroll people, and it enabled us to. To fine tune our formulations so that we could make our uh, sublingual tablets for sleep or to help reduce anxiety or for pain, for different types of pain, too. Nice. And the state of Michigan has just been so helpful in doing this to bring, frankly, medical marijuana to people in a sensible way. It's a terrific place. So, Go, Michigan.
1: Yes, agree. Uh, so here we are in the present. Your company is pure green. Uh, t- tell me more about the company and, and what's going on day to day this year and 2019 going into 2020.
2: Look, these are just incredibly exciting times. We, as I mentioned, got the first processing license. We opened the doors uh, about 14 months ago. We've since sold more than 700,000 tablets. We also have other products being rolled out. Um, I think the key for us has been that we figured out how to convert oil-soluble THC and CBD to Mm water-soluble, and then figured out how to put that into a sublingual tablet. And that's the fastest way to get something into the body, and do it in a safe way i I really wanted to find a route that didn't involve smoking or Mm -hmm. inhalation because that really varies people puff differently and it's hard to regulate things but a simple safe tablet is easy for everybody so these tablets because they're water soluble THC and CBD are able to get into the bloodstream in a minute. You can feel your toes tingling in two minutes. And <laughs> I, I <guess> That's great. <laughs> my, <laughs> yes, you can feel your toes tingle in two minutes. And in seven or eight minutes, the person feels complete pain relief or anxiety reduction or any of the other uses for THC and CBD, we've combined them so that we can take advantage of the entourage effect, mm-hmm. the terpenes are in there. Um, and this has allowed hundreds of thousands of people to get reliable, repeatable, consistent dosing. Plus tablets are an inexpensive way of making a product They're discreet, easy Mm -hmm. to carry. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shelf life is a couple of years. So it's uh, a very convenient, you can share the products. We've really enjoyed doing it. And now that's become the basis for us expanding our products, even beyond this, uh, where we've begun our FDA review and approval process. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were really appreciative. FDA invited us to testify back in June about the safety of CBD. And we, uh, we have three open drug programs with the Food and Drug Administration. They've been very receptive to us. It's tricky to navigate agencies like that, mm-hmm. but we've, we've had experience doing it a few hundred times And the nice thing that all the members should know is FDA doesn't discriminate against anything from cannabis. They just want to treat it just like any other uh, science activity and make sure that it's safe and effective. So that's been a a really surprising, pleasant event to come across.
1: Absolutely, yeah, thank you for sharing. All right, Uh, we're gonna take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back to talk more with Steve Goldner from Pure Green based in Michigan. Stay tuned.
0: NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors.
2: we are send Hey, it's Nick Hexham from 311, and you're listening to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina on CannabisRadio.com. Now I'm ready
0: to talk. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice, only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore. We're talking with Steve Goldner, based in Michigan, who is doing some really fascinating things in the cannabis industry and has a really fascinating, impactful influence over the last Several decades. So, you mentioned earlier in the show that you have been a forensic toxicologist. So, to the laywoman like me, that means you've done a lot of medical examinations, autopsies, as you mentioned, over 8,000, I think you said. So, you have a very intimate understanding of the human body and disease. So, you're pro cannabis. So I'm sure you have a concern about the epidemic we're seeing with the vaping illnesses where we've seen more than 30 deaths already. It's, it's very concerning. It's very tragic. Um, there's still more people in the hospital. So I, I'd like to dive into this with you and get your perspective.
2: Well, I can certainly give my perspective on this. Yes, we have more than 30 people who are dead unnecessarily. Mm -hmm. We have more than a thousand in hospital, and frankly, it shows no sign of abating at all. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the early programs that I worked on as a forensic toxicologist in New York was on a problem that came to be called crib deaths or SIDS, where I figured out how to measure uh, infection within a lung using a piece of scientific equipment that ha- hadn't been used before. So, I've had a lot of opportunity to talk with people who are working behind the scenes to find out what's going on. Mm. So far, there isn't a sense that it's actually THC or CBD, that is, any of the constituents from cannabis that is causing the problem. but more that it is about the delivery system and either a substance that's being used to cut some of the vape cartridges or something else that's going on in the process of delivering it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's very confusing. The however it seems more and more that if people use vape cartridges from licensed reputable manufacturers and this is where regulation really comes to help people if they use it from licensed regulated manufacturers who have had their products tested and really care about building a brand and building a future that people are not getting hurt by those substances. It seems to be more often items that are coming from unregulated gray market, black market, and that's very upsetting, but frankly, I predicted this when cannabis started, because just like prohibition, when prohibition ended, there was a lot of bathtub gin still being made, and hundreds, thousands of people died from that until law enforcement was able to to put those people out of business. So I'm hoping that we are able to quickly identify whoever or wherever bad product is coming from and figure out how to protect all of our patients and customers.
1: 100% agree. I mean, it definitely does not hurt to emphasize here that regulation works lab-tested, regulated cannabis is where it's at. So without regulations, products can be unsafe on the market. So to emphasize, I know NCIA would like to emphasize to listeners, only purchase from reputable, lab-tested, licensed manufacturers. And we don't make gin in bathtubs anymore, as you mentioned. And I I think this, uh, harkens back to why Tylenol is in sealed
2: packages now. Am I right? <laughs> That's exactly right. There was a good manufacturer that was making Tylenol that millions and millions of people have used. And one day someone went down the aisle and put poison into a couple of cartons. And there were tremendous scares. Millions of jars of this were pulled off the shelf. Mm-hmm. And it was just because of one unscrupulous person that did that. And that's why now there are tamper evidence deals. That's why it's so hard for everyone to open their containers uh, just because of that one foolish event. Uh, so yeah. please uh, buy products and use them from reliable manufacturers. You can always tell what's been tested and what not, And that's the safest way to do it.
1: Mhm mhm. Um so we got two or three more minutes here. Um so despite this vape illness hiccup, I th- I think we can still safely say that cannabis provides real medical benefits to many people for issues ranging from PTSD to pain management and everything in between. So you're passionate about it, you're dedicated to bringing real science to cannabis. So um, in these last couple minutes here, maybe you could mention more about some of the clinical trials you're working on or some anecdotes from people who are healing from, from cannabis.
2: Well, absolutely. We, uh, we are just about to begin a clinical trial in women who have difficult, painful menstrual cycles. Uh, We've uh, run one small clinical trial and found that many, many women are able to find relief from a specific combination of THC and CBD with five selected terpenes and Uh, I know as all the men who might be listening to this would understand anything we can do to help the women is a really good idea. Yeah. Help the ladies. (laughs) Help (laughs) the ladies be able to do that. And for every, for everyone else, we've just finished uh, a clinical trial in 30 patients with diabetes who Mm -hmm. have pain. And um, so we're, It'll take us a couple more weeks to analyze that data, but we think that we have a real product that will be able to allow people who have diabetic pain, which is very specific and very hard to deal with, Mm -hmm. to be able to utilize cannabis or cannabis tablets to eliminate or manage the pain much, much better. So these are very, very exciting times. Uh, We're about to start osteoarthritis clinical trial for pain relief and in dogs. For pet dogs who have pain from cancer, that will be a very significant, wonderful clinical trial for those people who have pets. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's lots of great science going on. um, And we're looking forward to public, we have published a lot of the data. I'm presenting next week with our medical director in Berlin. Because people all over, all over the globe actually are very busy working to bring real science and medicine to this field. And it's just our joy to be able to collaborate with these great research scientists. Absolutely. Frankly, I, I, ought to, I ought to put in a plug, I don't know if there's time, to encourage people to join and have a membership in NCIA. Is, is that okay if I say that?
1: Oh, gosh, there's always time for that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, you know, NCIA looks forward to the day when we, uh, you know, can have a conference with a, a dog petting area for all the uh, companies that provide uh, pet-focused cannabis products. Because <laughs> we're all big dog lovers here. I think at our height, we had six or seven office dogs. And now we have a deficit. We only have two office dogs. It's really a travesty. We need more dogs in the office cannabis and canines (laughs) really go together well just saying
2: (laughs) we're we're gonna
1: take our quick commercial break here and then come back and wrap up our conversation with steve so stay tuned we'll be right back
0: ncia's cannabis industry voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors
1: The Cannabis Industry Voice weekly podcast, created by the National Cannabis Industry Association, is proud to bring you, our listeners, expert guest interviews on emerging topics in the cannabis industry. And we would love to hear what you think. I'm the show's host, Bethany Moore, and I'm the communications manager at NCIA. I care about your listener experience, and I wanna make sure we're delivering the content you need, want, and enjoy the most. Will you take a few minutes to fill out a short survey and tell us what you think? You can remain anonymous if you wish, but if you do provide your name and email address when you complete the survey, you'll be entered to win one ticket to any of NCIA's national conferences taking place during 2020, which is a value of $700 or more. The winner will be announced by December 1st, 2019. Take the survey by clicking the link in this show's description Or head straight to www.thecannabisindustry.org slash podcast survey. Thanks for listening to NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio.
2: Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. garden centers throughout North America and ask for
0: the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at
2: smartpots.com.
0: Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: Right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany, with NCIA, and we're talking with one of our members, Steve Goldner, uh, who has a ton of experience in cannabis, in bringing real science to cannabis, and has been describing some of the ways they've been Uh, bringing real science to people who really need it. So you you mentioned NCIA and that you're a member and that you encourage people in the cannabis industry to join, which I appreciate. Um, As you know, lobby days is one of the coolest things NCIA does every year. Sure, we have our big conferences across the country. Sure, we have our evening regional networking events for members, to connect in various regions across the country. But honestly, Lobby Days is the best event that we do every year. So it is in May, it'll be our 10th Lobby Days as NCIA's 10 year anniversary is coming up. So I I know you've joined us in the past at Lobby Days. Thank you so much for doing that. And I hope NCIA members who have not yet come to Lobby Days make it a point to do so in 2020. Uh, do you have any stories from being in DC talking to members of Congress about cannabis policy?
2: I really do. I, you know, I am a sort of inside the Beltway person, even though I live in Michigan now. And then I go to FDA every three weeks or four weeks. I know these corridors and i've walked the corridors of congress and for all those listening uh, i've done lobbying in other ways especially with pharmaceuticals or medical devices ncia actually has their act together it was really pleasurable to do it Uh, i've done it twice now you have to have good shoes because it's a lot of walking so true the it I've also lobbied on behalf of cannabis in the state legislatures in Michigan and in other states. The wonderful part about walking into a congresswoman's or a senator's office is for them to be able to look at you and honestly say, you know, I'm pro-cannabis or I'm against cannabis, and here's why. And then to have a dialogue with this person about what it is that makes them worry about cannabis or that they're in favor of, but they'd like to see something done differently. Having a dialogue is the basis of being able to change hearts and minds, it's the essence of our political system. And NCIA provides each of us with that opportunity. I know when I came back, I've now opened, we have six locations around Michigan. And so that's a pretty much a different Congress person each time. Mm -hmm. And after we opened two, two stores recently, and one of the Congress people's staff reached out and said, Oh, we see that you've opened a, a cannabis dispensary in a town and we met you, Steve, uh, three months ago or whatever, at an NCI, NCIa lobby day. And thanks for opening a store in our area and employing uh, people in our community.
1: Wild. Uh, that's that's the ideal response, I think,
2: right? <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's 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 cool, and it it feels right. It just these are our elected officials. And we want them to represent our voice and what we're doing. And uh, more and more, that's what's happening. And it's great to be able to cut against all the noise and negativity that we hear coming out of Washington. I urge everyone, go do it. And that's my plug. And frankly, they didn't pay me a dime to say that. I appreciate that, Steve. Um, To
1: to think about NCIA as an organization, like we're excited because the organization turns 10 years old in 2020. It's wild, I've been a medical marijuana activist. I mean, back when medical was the closest thing I could even fathom since the early 2000s, I could not have guessed I would be working full time for the National Association, representing the legal cannabis industry for adults and medical. Still blows my mind. So we're reflecting on that idea of, man, 10 years ago, I had no idea. And also, where are we going to be 10 years from now in 2030? So, you know, if we take a look at the space-time continuum, Steve, what are you seeing?
2: Oh, this is just fabulous. As you know, I'm only 71 years young. So I'm looking forward (laughs) to the next 30 years of productive work. So only 10 years from now. My sense of it is that the cannabis industry will have become sensible and solidified. There'll be food products out there. There'll be refrigerated products. We just formulated CBD into ice cream for a major brand company. Mm -hmm. So we expect that this is going to be a series of ingredients that people will just find naturally in products health and beauty, consumer products, uh, as well as uh, THC, frankly, taking the place of alcohol in many, many ways. Mm -hmm. I expect that the sales of beer and alcohol will continue to decline and that frankly, cannabis will have done more to take drunk drivers off the road than anything else. And that's a good deal for all of us absolutely that that's a knock-on side effect that the society will benefit from but meanwhile we will have dozens and dozens of very focused directed drugs that people could buy like they do in a drugstore like over-the-counter drugs Mm -hmm. that will be very cost effective to reduce pain to reduce anxiety to be able to provide people with a much better night's sleep without any side effects or after effects. Uh, this just goes on and on. I, I, I can't find a fly in the ointment yet. So uh, this is just going to be a terrific opportunity for those who've gotten into the industry and for anyone who's not, you really ought to look at it seriously. This mm-hmm. is a great business And it certainly is a fabulous scientific opportunity.
1: Great, I I really appreciate you sharing all that. And and thanks again for being a member of NCIA over the years and supporting our advocacy work so that we can support you. Uh, Where can people find out more about Pure Green or the work you're doing?
2: Well, you can certainly go online and look. uh, My my email is sgoldner, S-G-O-L-D-N-E-R, at P U R E G R E E N, the website is uh, canna and dot com, and we're happy to talk to anybody anytime. Uh, I hesitate to give out my phone number. I did that once, and I had nine hundred phone calls in the next three days. Oh, good <laughs> but, grief! Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> 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 Emails would work just fine. Gotcha. Uh, I gave a couple of TED Talks, and so you can all look at Steve Goldner at TED Med or Steve Goldner at TEDx to learn a little bit more about me, if you'd like.
1: Oh, great. Thank you so much, Steve. I'm definitely going to look up those TED Talks. All right. We have run out of time, but thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. Until next time. Yeah.